0: That was the toughest thing to get along with to be loyal to somebody to be so loyal to your blood that you can't see their shortcomings may 21st 2020 is world day for cultural diversity for dialogue and development in observance of this day i hosted a panel of four guests two intercultural interreligious interracial couples who sat down with me and talked self-development, diversity, inclusion, our personal relationships to our communities, a little bit of grief, and a little bit of widowhood. I am so glad that you are tuned back in to listen to Corla Montesinos from Mexico, her boyfriend, Julian Sador, Russian descent, Jewish American, Japanese, and African American, Randy Vieru, my sister from Gabon, and her husband, Alexei Vieru from Moldova, Last episode, Scrambling to the Thighs, we talked about the conversation of interracial dating and intercultural dating in the homes that we grew up in and really how it differs from the culture that our parents grew up in and how they choose to embrace and address the diversity in their relationships. We get to go even deeper in the conversation in this episode. Today we get to talk about the learning curves of diversity and love. Each guest gets to answer rapid fire questions. One, what is the easiest thing to get along with in your significant other's culture? Two, what is the toughest thing to get along with in your significant other's culture? And three, do you remember a time that someone from the other person's family has gone out of their way to include you? Tell us about a time where you felt included by your significant other's family. It's sugar, spice, and well, they'll let us know. Current events clearly show that this conversation is a very sensitive conversation. Please pay closest attention to the following opening words. So before we get started, turn up your volume for the reading of the warning label. Warning, subscribing to this podcast can expose you to segments and conversations about love, loss, physical and emotional abuse, mental health, and resilience. This podcast contains raw and unfiltered thoughts and feelings from a domestic violence surviving widow. The side effects may be unexpected anger, inspiration, self-esteem boost, and laughter so strong you may pee your pants. An open mind and a change of undergarments are suggested, but not required. And if you need to, please consult the therapist before listening. Thanks for joining. Randy, easiest thing to get along with in Alex's culture. Give us three things. Uh,
1: That was (laughs) one.
0: It can be. (laughs) You said food?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Wine. I had mother.
0: Ooh, I love that. That's a point for Randy. Okay, Julian, easiest thing to get along with in Carlos' culture?
2: Okay, I would say uh, food, the <laughs> uh, party atmosphere, like, encompassing the dancing and the celebration, and then I would say number three, and this is probably the biggest one, is the importance of family in the Mexican culture.
0: Amen. I agree. Alex? three things easiest thing to get along with in Randy's culture
3: three things I get along with yeah I would say the family is united like a lot of things are done together and it, you know the family is kept the family even after the children grow up and leave it's still like the mom if the mom for example said something to do then you have to go and do it and then um you know you absolutely have to take in consideration their worth and then like kind of respect for elderly and that, that's kind of in my culture as well and i, I really like it
4: three
3: words,
0: words. <laughs> alice is a public speaker you let him do his thing okay Carla. <laughs> Carla. easiest things to get along with in julian's culture um, I feel like I'm shouting. I'm actually
4: gonna say family. Family's really important to Julian and his family. So family. Um, I would say food. I learned that I'm not supposed to um, bite my, my noodles, and you're supposed to slurp. <laughs> so I learned yeah. that from Julian's family. <laughs> um, and then I would also, I would say the diversity because I mean his parents are okay with like so much, and they're so open to different cultures, and they're open to whatever you throw at them so i embrace that a lot
0: yeah that's kind of dope i'll tell you three things i embrace from my spouse's um family i liked the idea of sacred holidays holidays being sacred taking vacation time to unwind i i really liked that and i liked the idea of speaking your mind because I had a very muted childhood. I like the idea that if it's on your mind just say it out loud. That was really cool. That's something that I learned there. Um the toughest thing to get along with is being told that I was in it for a green card. Um additionally, um uh <laughs> whatever. I don't know. The toughest thing to get along with a feel is feeling especially when it got bad for us and um I needed an advocate and I needed um, the people who seem like my advocate, the hardest thing they get along with was this idea of, because you're my family, you do no wrong. What is the toughest thing to get along with in Randy's culture or family dynamic?
1: I think it's the same as your, your things that are easier to get along
3: with. Yeah, kind of. Um, there's, there's some sort of expectations from children and then you're 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 not you're not worthy if you don't meet those expectations and those those expectations are set on aged beliefs like they're old they they're not relevant anymore and even 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 more because now we live in a different country and then it you know, those expectations are mostly towards Randy, but then at the same time it projects to to me as well and then I, even if it wasn't, wasn't about me, I don't like how Randy feels about it because she feels uh, sometimes she feels obliged to uh, obey or to please other people like, for example when we're talking about our wedding and we really had to have conversation and I have i had to spell it out and like say it out loud multiple times if it's a wedding it's all about us it's and it's not that much about me anymore it's like that's your day we don't have to please anyone for this day we don't have to make and and um in her family it's just not like that you you have obligations to to um to do the right thing, but the right thing, as I said, in there, I would say, um, not relevant ideology anymore.
0: Yeah. And before, before I jump over to Julian, um, I'm going to say that I am so proud of you guys for doing it your way because people that don't know you may be listening. I would say that after eight years, right. Randy and Alex decided to 86 the stress of figuring out who to please and who not to please and just really focus on the fact that here are two people who've devoted eight years of their life and who are committed to doing forever together and they're going to do it in spite of how it affects other people because when that door closes and your husband and wife and all of the challenges of marriage and life come it's just you two and I promise you that I'm not likely to raise my hand to come and handle that for you. So I'm glad that you did it in spite of what I think. And when I say I, I mean me and anybody else out there. Thank you. Julian. Yeah. What is the toughest thing to get along with in Carla's culture?
3: Um, so
2: it, it's, <laughs> it's interesting to hear that um, she says that, you know, her culture is like, how can you make your race better? Um, uh, because I think, I think the toughest thing for me culturally is I don't feel a very wide acceptance from, um, a lot of the men. Um, and I know it's, it's mainly probably cause I don't speak Spanish. Um, but it's just, there's, there's acceptance by some, but by others, I don't know, maybe it's just because growing up as a minority in America, you can kind of tell when you're not wanted somewhere. Um. And it's not a spoken thing. It's not it's not by any actions, but you can just tell when somebody's being nice to you just because like they have to, and because they know it's not appropriate not to welcome you. So um I feel I feel bad saying this. Um but I just don't get I, I feel like there's not an acceptance because I'm not Latino. Um and I'm not a Spanish speaker. And so um that I think that's the hardest thing to to, to get along with is like you're accepted by some, but, but not by all. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, it's no fault of, of Carlos and no fa- fault of her immediate family. Her mom, dad, everybody is good. It's, it's just um, her culture as a whole, I don't think is fully as accepting of her dating a, and mainly just the males of her dating outside. I feel like they kind of view it as like, well, you couldn't find a Spanish guy. Um, why are you bringing this guy here who doesn't speak Spanish, who doesn't know anything about our culture?
0: I think so. I think these guys will probably have a different understanding and have a different appreciation for you. If they got to grow up going to uh, to school with Japanese food and really not knowing what cafeteria table to sit at, I think they'd have a different because I think that there's a lot of machismo in that. And man like latin men are a certain way you know what i mean and like not only do you not you do not speak spanish because we see it in our culture too but like maybe there's there's so many things about what makes a man in their culture that they have a hard time seeing in you because they really don't know what makes a dude in your culture you have you have to figure out what makes a man in three cultures and then be a man <laughs> listen
2: <laughs> yeah no it, it but it's like you can tell it's like when when i'll do things like i'll go up and i'll put my dishes away or i'll go do things that like you know it's i feel like they just it, it just it just draws attention to the fact that I, i'm not like them yeah and um i don't know if it's something it's like oh who does he think he is like doing this like is he trying to make us look bad by doing this for his girlfriend because they don't do it for their girlfriends um whether it be like <laughs> You know, because like Carlo be done with the addition, it's just my my tendency to be like, oh babe, you're done. Let me take let me take your your dish. Let we let me take it for you. Or baby, do you want something? I'm getting up. Whereas like there, yeah. it's just like you know they're like, oh the the woman gets. It's like what's this dude doing, getting plates for everybody, cleaning up his table. <laughs> like who does he think he is? Is he trying to show us up? And it's not bad at all. It's just like, but you you feel those eyes on you. It's it's like he's doing something different.
4: But I think to join like. The way he sees it, to me, it's like my aunts are so impressed that he's doing that. They kind of like make their husbands feel bad. It's like, you've never lifted a finger for me. <laughs> and look at her boyfriends cleaning up her plate. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like so the men are now like, Oh, okay, he's making us look bad. And the women are like look at this guy with the big butt and the nice dress pants getting her plates. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the family talks about. But like,
0: Carla's boyfriend <laughs> got the three plate carry. He had her mimosas her plate. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Carla? How is it, what's the toughest thing to get along with?
4: I think the toughest thing for me personally is like my parents, you know, they were immigrants. So like, they didn't necessarily get the education. They didn't go to college. So it's a big difference from Julian's family, who everyone is so educated, and, you know, all of his siblings graduated from college. His dad's a lawyer. So it's like, where's the middle ground? Like, my parents didn't go to college. Like, are, are my parents and his parents going to get along? Because not only is there a language barrier, but there's also an education barrier. You know, it's like, do they look at me different because I haven't graduated college? So it's, that
0: to me, it's like the toughest thing. I'll give you the answer that my family member said, Carla, Julian will never understand um, how our family feels. Um, don't share things with him. Don't tell Julian that we're not educated because he will look down on us. Oh, but that's obviously the wrong answer. That was, totally- <laughs> that was- so, Randy. Randy, did it make you feel better? Absolutely. Oh.
1: <laughs> but It was true. Why wouldn't it make me feel better?
0: I think that I think this because i don't know julian's parents so i'm just gonna make an assumption but i know carla's parents and carla's parents values they they just have such high values they value family they value hard work and they they care about integrity they have like they just care about their integrity they care about how much their how much their work mean you know means as, as who they are, and they care about making other people feel good. So, if I were to imagine a conversation or a time between your parents and Julian's parents, I would say that they would. Your dad would come in, be real funny, have bomb ass ceviche, and your <laughs> would come in, be super nurturing and super incredible. Because at the end of the day, you do, you can't te- you can't learn that. Yes, he does. Yes, your, our parents, because I include my parents in it. They're not physicists and they're not world leaders, but they have they have incredible values, and that's that's important. And I think that any any educated person can appreciate that. I mean, that's how I see it. Yeah. I, did you ever watch or see a situation where the other person's parent went out of the way to make you feel comfortable?
2: Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I was over to Carlos' house for dinner, um, they were speaking Spanish to the table and, and Fernando was like, No, only English. Only English because Julian's here. And like, even though five minutes prior on on meeting him the first thing he really asked me was what are you going to learn Spanish (laughs) um the fact that he had taken the effort to say like no let's speak English at the table so that Julian can feel included in the conversation um meant so much to me and I feel like her dad has always and her mom and her mom too always try to take the extra step to make sure I feel comfortable there um you know it's like Julian do you eat this Julian do you want this
4: try this yeah yeah
2: (laughs) and it's it's always um it's always an effort to make sure that i feel included um and so i feel like they go out of their way all the time and it means it means so much
4: oh
0: randy uh
1: should i talk about the toughest first because oh my god i'm
0: so sorry oh yeah do this
1: (laughs) okay we're doing this again just kidding oh were you fine with it alex because to piggyback on to Julian's point of the extra mile, let's just say we went back five miles on that one. Um, I think that the toughest thing for me is the fact that I have now conditioned myself to keep myself busy in times of gatherings of the Moldovans. Although 95% of the people who gather during barbecues and things like that speak English, they choose not to because it's just more comfortable for them. And it doesn't matter where it is or how it, how it happens, But because of the amount of arguments that Alex and I have had, I've just told myself, you know what, just learn the language at this point because they will not change. So that has been, the toughest part for me and it comes and goes and I think that the like the and uh, yeah, this is not a three word answer. Um I think that the the part that kind of made a switch for me was when we first lived like I first moved in um officially, like we had a house and it was all Moldovan people and before my best friend Tiana moved in, it was all Moldovan people and me. And so no matter what we were doing, it was in Moldovan. I would ask multiple times at the table, hey, can we speak English? Hey, can we speak English? And it would just like either cause like friction between people or between people and me, let's just say, Um, or Alex and I. And I remember one time for Christmas, we all went to get a Christmas tree and none of us are here with family or at least we were not with family at that time. So I said to myself, hey, Or I said in the car, like, hey, guys, when we go home, can we just do this in English? Can we set up the tree in English? Can we just, like, speak just one time for this? And I remember them saying, yeah, yeah, let's do this. We got home, and as soon as we got home, it was back to Romanian. And then I said it one more time. I said, hey, guys, like, we agreed in the car. Like, we're setting up the tree. This is a really special time for all of us. We can do this in English, that I'm included as well. And everyone got quiet, and then five minutes later, it was back to Romanian. At that point, I was just like, this is, this is unbearable, and this is the house that I was living in. And so I think that it comes and goes, but the toughest time is definitely that, and I've just decided, you know what, I'm going to tune it out. I'm going to learn Romanian it's going to take me a little bit of time, but I will. And that way I just won't have to argue with people and try and like beg people to communicate with me. um, When I know that they can, they just choose not to. And then it's like, it's always been like, Oh, well, why don't you start a conversation? And it's always, you start a conversation. Oh, too many words. You start a conversation and it, it It goes back like it's either a conversation about nothing or like how's work? yeah, okay, you know work is work, and then that's it, but then everybody else is having a great time, so I just like go back to like I go to my phone or like I just ignore everything else and I just eat, so I think that's the toughest time, just trying to be part of the conversation and then <laughs> what i've been, what I've appreciated is kind of the inclusive it's funny (laughs) not in the language part but just that when people are having gatherings it's just like they want you to be a part of and like for alex's family we went to we went back to his home and it was the most beautiful thing and alex still can't believe that it actually happened but like his dad and i we were like super best friends like i did not have to lift a finger like when I needed a play his mom was on it when I needed a drink his dad was on it like his brothers were always laughing or, like just like trying to make me feel at home and I had the best time it was a great time for me and they like from the time like that was our first interact like our first physical interaction those was my first time meeting his brothers his mother his dad and all of it was just the best like I had a really good time so yeah that was that for me
0: (laughs) thanks randy (laughs) she said too many words i'm glad Mm -hmm. i know that that was a very hard time for you so I'm, i'm but it's it's important and i think that anybody else who's out there who speaks a different language um carla and i have experience with getting in trouble at work about this about not meaning to offend people but just having someone that's near you that has the same language as you and I think it's that immigrant feeling at least for me it's like oh we're two of the same in a world that's so different let's talk and connect and it's not that we choose to exclude everybody else it's just like well I'm it just feels so good to have that connection and I remember we I mean we got in trouble for it and we were told that we were talking shit but it's fine
4: in French, too, because I speak
0: French.
1: <laughs> That's true. You, you learned that. it. You, went you the- learned it at the French school. Yep. <laughs> Everybody knows that.
0: Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone at the <laughs> reunion remembered her.
1: Although you did get kicked out because your French wasn't good enough, but <laughs> you did <laughs> learn it. Out
0: because your French wasn't good enough. And at the reunion, her name tag said Carla with the C. I know. There's nothing more French than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change it. The organizer was like, did I spell it? And we're like, no, it's perfect. It's French. It's what you wanted.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who have I not asked how the other family has gone out of their way? So mine was,
4: um, so you know, Julian, a lot of cultures and stuff. <laughs> mine was my first experience with Passover. I've never heard of Passover, done Passover in my life. And I remember the very first time Julian's like, we're going to go do Passover. And I'm like, What's well, Passover? You know? So we get there and I remember this was the first time where his mom is very timid and she kind of she's very reserved. And this is the first time where his mom and I connected because we were two of the same, where it's like we both don't know, we don't fit in this culture, but like, there, she took it over and she explained everything to me and she was the sweetest. And I remember everything that happened that I was doing. She would look at me and she'd be like, Okay, now you drink from the wine, and like She would explain everything on the table and she really like went out of the way to make sure I was comfortable.
0: She probably saw herself in you. I mean, I'm sure she had to date a Jewish boy and learn all of this stuff one day. That is so fucking cute.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I was like lost soul in this table and like she just really took everything and explained it all to me. And Julian also and his dad too. I mean, they were so patient because if you ever been to passover there's a lot of elements that you gotta have a lot of questions everyone answered them and i had a great time
2: i can't see I, his is his like camera's frozen so i just see this 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 smile it's actually really fun. I, i'm gonna screenshot it oh it, 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 it's like a half smile
4: yeah he's been like that for a while
2: uh, can, I, can i say they like the, the hey guys the most awesome? i'm sorry. They're good.
0: They're the most
2: awesome. No, they're Jeez. just so, so cool. They're trucking across like this interracial, you know, a couple in a, in a doing the most American thing that you can think about, right? It's two people from not from, not from this country doing the most American thing <laughs> in the world in, in, in a semi trucking. Like, <laughs> like it's, I think that's such an awesome element of this is that you have these two different people doing this in, in a truck. And I think it's so cool. So I just
3: had to say that. Come join. join. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be even more fun. There's going to be more people. I, um, I think it's really sweet that Randy's mom, she takes the time to cook rabbit for me. Like, if there's going to be, like, a family gathering or something, she'll be like, is Alex coming? Because I'm going to be cooking rabbit. And you got to know if, if if she's cooking Robert, then Alex is coming, that's for sure. <laughs> I think that's very sweet.
0: It is. I love that. It's kind of so annoying because we're we're enough children, Alex. She doesn't need to have another one to have to figure out which one is the favorite. <laughs> it's clearly Paul. <laughs> clearly. Behind the scenes of the hashtag goals, there's a real couple learning to navigate the learning curves of bringing two or multiple cultures together to bring this new sparkling hybrid culture of inclusion and love and acceptance and rallying together and taking in all what life has to offer together. One topic that I bring up often on my social media or on in my podcasting episode mainly because it's something that stays with you and comes back in every aspect of your life, is grief. And I think that one of the misconceptions around grief, at least one that I had, it's that grief is only when there's a loss of a loved one or when there's mourning of a loved one. Sometimes uncertainty feels a lot like grief. And when you're uncertain, at least for me, I seem to revert back to what I know What's very interesting is watching people from different culture, wanting to express love and wanting to learn one another in, in, in order to really be a united couple. It gets a lot tougher when it comes to learning the stigmas, understanding the stigmas. I walk around life with very high expectations of other people. And while I don't lower them, I just understand that if I'm going to walk around with high expectations, I'm going to need the same level of compassion of a first grade teacher. Not all of us have the same conversation growing up. And when you engage into multicultural love, the learning curves can be a little painful. You don't just get to learn the stigmas, but you really get to understand how each stigma affects your significant other and what it is rooted in for each specific person. This episode is called Sugar Spice And. Our next episode is is the end of that sentence. Interracial dating, intercultural dating, interreligious dating is sugar, spice, and a marathon. It's love, it's compassion, and it's really listening and really hearing and understanding. If you've enjoyed this series so far, I invite you to subscribe. When you visit At Your Friendly Neighborhood Widow on Instagram, you get to click the link in the bio and find the roadmap. To listen to more episodes of this podcast, you get to click the link to Not A Widow's Handbook to get a chance to read the seven-chapter book on my journey through widowhood. You also get to read my journals when checking out my blog. All updates on new episodes will be there.
2: What the fuck is this card? Like, does does nobody else see that this is so wrong? It's El Negrito, and it looks like like a pimp with a cane.
0: Probably don't think about that one, but like, I really don't like when everybody else is just classified under Mexican, but like, you're not Mexican. You're not as good as Mexicans, you know? It's like, why can't we just all get along?
4: Like, why do we have to be better than each other?
2: By the way, Brandy, we heard about um, Alexi calling you his little monkey.
4: Did y'all explain to him?
2: I feel like you had that handled. What did he say? I
1: really want to hear this one.
3: She did something and I was trying to be cute. And I I go, I say, oh, you're my little monkey. Oh. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. We had a long conversation out of that.
0: In the next episode, we will laugh because we're friends and we're compassionate And we love each other but it does not negate or dilute the fact that we very deeply and very seriously took each other's words and walked in each other's shoes and really tried compassionately to understand one another in relation to our upbringing in relation to all the environments we've been exposed to and in relation to today's world i really look forward to this next episode tune in tomorrow it'll be available at 9am for you We'll talk later, okay?